0: Hey everybody. Welcome to the Basis Points Podcast. I'm Kevin Flanagan, head of fixed income strategy at Wisdom Tree Asset Management. I'm very pleased to have Chris Cicito, founding member of Gapstow Capital Partners, on the call with me. We're going to talk a little bit about the alternative credit space today, right, Chris? Kevin, look forward to it. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. You know, I, I find it fascinating. We've been talking about the Fed raising rates 50 basis points a couple of weeks ago perhaps another 100 basis points is coming between now and say the end of July but when you still look at interest rates when you still look at yields you know you're talking about a 10 year treasury yield at a little more than 2.8% which which really i mean compared to 50 basis points chris maybe that's a lot but in the grand right. scheme of things 2.8% is is certainly something that leaves a lot to be desired and you know i just wanted to get your thoughts when you're having conversations are clients still searching for yield in this environment absolutely
1: kevin and uh in addition i know you you've shared the sentiment as well that in addition to being underwhelmed by the absolute level of yield still in the marketplace so many clients are feeling a little shell shocked too because they recognize um that getting from 50 basis points to 250 basis points, um, the bond math really works against you. So, um, you know, the, it's been kind of the double whammy for investment grade oriented fixed income uh, investors. Uh, the combination of uh, yields being higher but not high enough and along the way, uh, the, 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 the losses this year that have been associated with... Uh, with with uh, with with duration exposure that's it's made for a very very difficult environment to say the least
0: well you know what i wanted to really generate some excitement about is our 1 year anniversary of partnering partnering with you guys um, using your the gapstyle liquid alternative credit index and turning it into an ETF our wisdom tree alternative income fund ticker HYIN which by the way please Go to our website at www.wisdomtree.com for more information where that is exactly what we were doing, looking yep. at how can we garner more yield in, in a relatively yield-starved environment. And I, I just want to – I'm going to throw this number out there, right, and uh, it's the SEC 30-day yield for HYIN is 96 Four percent, and it's almost. I feel like I should be George Costanza from Seinfeld and say, "That's it, I'm out of here." <laughs> Drop the mic. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, it's interesting when when you do reference a yield over nine percent in in this environment. You know, people ask questions about, okay, you know, what should I be looking at here within the alternative credit space? You know, where does this 9% And, and, you know, you and I were talking about, you know, dividends, the kind of what we were seeing in the underlying aspects of alternative credit. So I was hoping you could give our listeners a little bit of a feel there about what is underneath in the alternative credit space, specifically within Glacey, which you know we're seeking to track and and perform with HYIN, and, and focus on the dividend aspect of this. Absolutely. Well, okay,
1: Kevin, as you got it right uh, now at our one-year anniversary, thinking back, um, you know, when 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 Gapso and, and WisdomTree began thinking about what that right product would be, we certainly had in mind a dividend distribution rate that would catch people's eyes, and and hopefully now the the, the, the proof is there in the SEC yield that you just referenced, but but it was designed that we hope to capture that. You know, we we thought about what would be an underlying basket of constituents that would be not just pretty good yield and dividend uh, oriented uh, investments, but but really were in the in the, the top echelon of of distributable income. And to be specific, within the index, there are 35 constituents, and each one of them is one of three types of investment companies. They're either a business development company, a mortgage-oriented REIT, or a credit-centric closed-end fund. All of them have in common uh, the fact that they make investments that are debt in their nature. Think of them in many ways as like specialized banks. Uh, that is to say that uh, that they they're they're in the business of lending um, to borrowers. But the other unique thing about those three type of underlying holdings is, by um, by regulation, by IRS and tax law, all of these entities uh, must distribute ninety plus percent of their income, and so not a lot is retained as earnings. And therefore, the distributions from these underlying holdings are quite high, which allows that the distribution yield to uh, the index and HYIN, which tracks it, to be so high as well. If it'd be helpful, Kevin, I'd be hel- happy to get into some of the details around some of those underlying holdings. Yeah, I think that I think that would be helpful, Chris. Yeah, go go for it. Yeah. Well, let's let's take let's take one example, which is uh, a mortgage REIT, or specifically. Um, we'll look at those mortgage REITs that focus on commercial real estate lending. And as I mentioned before, I I think the easiest mental construct here is to think of them as a specialized uh, bank, that they exist uh, to make loans to real estate sponsors who want to go out and buy buildings and want to have some of their uh, purchase amount be financed. Uh, and and for many of the holdings within um, the, the the current index constituents, these are larger uh, providers of loans, uh, say seventy five hundred million dollar loans to acquire, therefore fairly substantial properties. And so uh, again, these th- this is the basis of the cash generation. Like banks, entities like mortgage REITs also then bring on some leverage to enhance their own return, Um, but the the economics therefore are the leveraged rates that they're charging borrowers to buy buildings less their own financing um, costs uh, allow that distributable yield to be brought out to underlying holdings. Business development companies are the same, except rather than real estate loans, they're more focused on making loans to corporations. In this case, typically smaller ones. But the difference between their own funding and uh, what they're lending at creates that that high cash generative uh, feel, just like a bank.
0: So I wanted to, I you know, I essentially come full circle. You know, we started out. The podcast talking about the fed and i'm sure we're going to continue to be talking about the fed for a while now so you know on a final thought i thought would be useful when we're talking about rate hikes going up are there aspects within glacy the index a la hyin where we could be seeing that there are some potential interest rate hedge kind of vehicles or sectors within the underlying holdings
1: yeah, an interesting comment, Kevin. You're, you're absolutely right. And um, the, uh, the interest rate history and sensitivity of the index is a very modest one, um, arguably statistically close to zero. Um, and why is that? That's, of course, very different than if you were to invest in treasuries or a, a fixed income aggregate where that correlation with – uh, overall interest rates, say to the Bloomberg aggregate, is is you know 90 plus percent uh, because it's largely duration risk. What's different about some of the underlying holdings within uh, Glacey and HYAN are that first of all, many of them are floating rate in nature. So, for example, a business development company is most typically writing a loan that is floating rate, that as interest rates increase. The amount that they accrue from their borrowers increases as well, unlike a fixed-term loan or fixed-rate loan where that that percentage interest does not change over time. Uh, many of the commercial real estate loans within Glacy are similar. It's not true that they're all floating. Um, some of the uh, underlying holdings, particularly on the residential real estate side, are fixed in their nature. Um, but many of the entities that make those loans themselves hedge their balance sheet and hedge interest rate exposure um, in addition to that several of the holdings also have things that like mortgage servicing rights which actually sometimes stand to benefit from um, rising rates as well so add it up all together uh, kevin while i wouldn't say it's it's uh, uh, it, designed uh, to be insensitive to interest rates because there are some offsetting effects here but in practice practice at least historically um, there has been a general insensitivity to interest rates
0: yeah i think that's a great point especially the environment that we're in now so i think we're going to we're going to end it there chris thanks again i appreciate and of course the partnership over the last one year we're excited about this and everybody as i mentioned please go to our website at wisdomtree.com. Take a look at HYIN. Chris, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Um,
1: Kevin, thank you for having me on. I think uh, in a yield-starved world, I'd like to think that this is a, a you know a, a, an opportunity that uh, perhaps people who may not be familiar with some of these underlying constituents could uh, could see that there are some very, very strong benefits to uh, to taking a look.
0: Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everybody, for for joining us. Everybody, be well. We'll talk to you next week. And before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at wisdomtree.com. Read it carefully.
2: Performance is historical and does not guarantee future results. Current performance may be lower or higher than quoted. Investment returns and principal value of an investment will fluctuate so that an investor's shares, when redeemed, may be worth more or less than their original cost. For the most recent month-end performance, go to wisdomtree.com. A link to standardized performance is provided in the audio description. The fund invests in alternative credit sectors through investments in underlying closed-end investment companies, CEFs, including those that have elected to be regulated as business development companies, BDCs, and Real Estate Investment Trusts, REITs. BDCs generally invest in less mature private companies which involve greater risk than well-established publicly traded companies and are subject to high failure rates among the companies in which they invest. By investing in REITs, the fund is exposed to the risk of owning real estate, such as decreases in real estate value, overbuilding, increased competition, and other risks related to local or general economic conditions. Higher-yielding securities or junk bonds may be less liquid and present more credit risk than investment-grade bonds. The price of high-yield securities tend to be more susceptible to issuer-specific operating results, and outlook, and to real or perceived adverse economic and competitive industry conditions. Distributor, Foresight Fund, Services, LLC